Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is Monsters Who Murder Serial Killer Confessions. With Amanda Howard and Robert McKnight. Well, hello there, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Monsters Who Murder. As usual, I'm joined by the serial killer whisperer, Amanda Howard. Hello, Amanda. Okay, <laughs> this is going to be one of those episodes I can tell already. <laughs> I, I just thought I'd, uh, I, I am famously known for be having the worst accents ever. I cannot do accents at all, but I thought I'd try to sound a little bit international today. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what you can call it. I just, I, I remember you, you doing this in history class in in high school, and it was always you were actually doing your father in that accent. Uh, so. Yes, but my father is from Liverpool in England, so <laughs> yeah, he's no. not Irish or Scottish, whatever accent I was trying but to do wait. then. And my famous quote was, "That's not Mickey Bloody Mouse, that is." And. Uh, I lived with my father for the first 17 years of my life and still couldn't get his accent down pat. So, you know. Uh... So that's why we talk about serial killers instead of um, local dialects, I guess. <laughs> but maybe we should open each episode up with a new accent just uh, just so that uh, people around the world that listen to Monsters Who Murder Serial Killer Confessions can... Uh, can can feel at home and then complain <laughs> about my dodgy accents. You know, Mamma Mia, we're in Italy now for Monsters no, that, That's actually English. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't speak Italian. So. <laughs> Okay, let's begin, shall we? Uh, all right. Well, today we're doing the ongoing series that is Jodie Arias and... Uh, I'm actually, I'm really glad we're doing a lot in this. And look, uh, we've done more episodes than we do in a season. So if people aren't liking it, they don't have to listen. But the feedback I'm getting is people are loving this series. Oh, they are. And and there's a lot of people out there that um, are in our Facebook groups and our Patreon groups that are doing deep dives themselves. And they're coming up with more information and and they're looking here and looking there and, and finding court transcripts and all of this. So people are really invested, which is really good to see. Oh, wow. Now, tell me about what you're doing with Patreon because you've really upped the ante with what you're (laughs) offering people. So we've finally, basically, it's taken Amanda to get our shit together, really. Yeah, but that happens sometimes. It's all good. (laughs) You you do all of the the behind-the-scenes stuff and I'm sort of the the person who sort of is out the front trying to work out what the hell I'm doing and pretend I, I, I know what I'm actually doing. So, But um, with Patreon, because of the issues with access to our Patreon page, I've actually created a secret Patreon Facebook page. So what you do is, is, is once you've subscribed to the $10 or more tiers, you just uh, send me a friend request on Facebook 
And then from there, I will add you to the Patreon only group. And we've been doing a lot in, in there actually, and there's been a lot of activity. So um, I have a video that I do once a week in there, which is what's in the box. So that's basically digging stuff out of my um, boxes and out of my uh, crates and everything I have for, for the museum and just going through a piece at a time just to show people what the museum involves and how it's linked to me being the serial killer whisperer and all of that. And um, I've also started a little course I'm doing in body language and uh, signs and symbols. So the next um, tiny series that we're going to do is going to be on family killers. And the first one up is actually Chris Watts. So not a spoiler alert, I promise. But um, I've actually found a, a couple of uh, signs in his uh, in his posture and language that is really good to show people how these killers actually react. And so what we do... On, on the podcast where you can't see stuff, I'm actually showing it on, on the Patreon group that, uh, for example, there is one point in, in the Chris Watts scene that he basically has a nervous breakdown on camera and I was able to link that Im image in that sort of um, way that he's, he's standing with other people that have done the same thing and it's very interesting to see that you can pinpoint it without him actually saying anything. So we're doing a bit of a, a 101 on body language and things like that. So um, I will come up with all these brilliant ideas at 3am and just say, guess what we're, we're going to do next week? So for a couple of weeks we've got what's in the box. Well, that that, that can go for years actually. And um, some body language stuff coming up and uh, there's going to be a few more bits and pieces that I've got that I'm practising and working out so I can do it on camera and make it look as professional as you do, Robert. I love it. I love it. You're doing a great job. So just to be clear, our $5 tier gives you early access to brand new episodes. $10 and above gives you access to the secret Facebook page plus bonus episodes. $20 gives you a monthly video group call, which will be now happening every second Friday of the month. So we will be locking that in so that we have the consistency of knowing when it will happen. And the $50 tier gives you a one-on-one -on -one video call with Amanda and myself. So that's how Patreon works. For more details, go to patreon.com slash mwmconfessions. Because there is so much audio this week like there was last week, we don't actually have time for our news section. We'll have to do a bumper news section when we bring the news back. So we are going to go straight into our profile of Jody Arias as we listen to part four of this um, audio interview. We're going to do that right in a moment. We'll take a quick break. And when we come back, our psychological profile continues on Jodie Arias. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Shocking celebrity secrets. It's Justin Bieber's word against mine. Backstage drama. All of a sudden, Dolly Parton walks into the room. And controversial opinions. I'm not saying she's been approached. I'm saying this is what I'm hearing is the crunching options. TV Black Box, the podcast where people who've worked in the TV industry spill their juiciest stories. Julie used to like to drink on set. TV Black Box, available in your favourite podcast feed. <laughs> As we mentioned earlier, our profile on Jodie Arias continues this week. Arias murdered her ex-boyfriend, 30-year-old Travis Alexander, on June 4, 2008. 
The pair had spent several hours together before the murder, during which they took explicit photos of each other. When Travis headed for the shower, Arias continued to take photos before shooting and stabbing Travis to death. Again, we're partway through the second interview with Detective Rachel Blaney. Arias has continued to deny any involvement in Travis Alexander's death. However, this next part is an incredible way to begin. Arias is crying and Blaney continues to talk. Then Arias makes a chilling request. Is there any way I can see some of those photos? What would you do with them if you could see them? Just look at them. And do you think it would help you? I don't know if it would help me or... Or... I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it would... I don't know. I just think that... I don't know. Well, I know you can't tell me that you're not struggling in your mind, you know, and thinking about what happened over and over and over again, at least what you can remember. This is fascinating. Detective Flores showed her some of the photos the day before. Uh, the fact that she wants to see photos of her dead boyfriend, what does that say? I mean, we can go to the simplistic terms and say that this is just her being totally evil because that is is part of it, you know, but she she's just so cold and what she had seen the day before, she was unaware that they were um, available. She she didn't know that the photos that she has tried yeah, to destroy. Yeah, that was a surprise. Yeah, yep. so, so, so yesterday her, her mind was reeling and she really sort of couldn't comprehend what was happening and he only showed her a few and so she's now had 24 hours to think about what was on that camera and what there is available and so she now wants to see them because if she's going to make a confession or if she's going to continue to deny it, she knows that it now has to include these photos in that narrative. So she wants to see them say, oh, yeah, well, we, we actually did that, you know, very early that day, you know, and then I left and stuff like that. So she wants to make a new commentary that, that has to include this new evidence so that the day before she she's saying no that was in April that was months ago and all of that but now that she's thought through it and thinking okay well I'm going to have to now sort of go through this because they're telling me about one piece of evidence they could have something else so she doesn't know if, if, if the camera was accidentally taking photos there is all likelihood that it also took video so she wants to see what's available this is her testing the waters right so it's not just a um it's it's not just uh, uh, wanting to see the pictures for gratification. It's actually to, uh, from a smart point of view, get her story straight. Yeah, I mean, but it is is both. Shay wants to see those photos again. She 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 was shown them so briefly, and her mind was so blocked by it all um, that that she would re- remember tiny tiny flashes, but she wouldn't remember what c- could have happened. So basically, her her mind has taken snapshots. Now Shay wants to see what was reproduced. Well, it reminds me of Martin Bryant. Um, when we saw him in the police interview, he was fixated with the headlines being printed and what what reporters were printing about the massacre at Port Arthur, uh, he was certainly, he certainly did have a fascination with that. Yeah, and, and they do, and they and they realise that um, it can help them or it can hinder them. So, so she needs to make sure that 
what is on these photos and she doesn't know that they're really poor quality and aren't going to be very helpful. But there is enough there that they can say that's her hair, that's her pants, mm. that's her leg, that's his arm, you know, and, and they're able to do that. But she isn't sure. So so she's sort of try, trying to say, you know, well, I'm a photographer and, you know, these are the last images and, you know, I loved him and I want to see that. And there is that that that, that sense of need for closure. Like I, I was the same. I wanted when Steve passed away, I wanted to go back to where he, where the police were and everything, where he he still was, because I wanted to go back because my mind was trying to block it out and I wanted to make sure it didn't block it out. So there, there is that part as well. It can be seen as as someone who is grieving, wanting to sort of recollect what's happening by by cementing it by cementing the images when she isn't in a total mm. panic. But this is very different. This is about getting her, her story straight. She knows exactly what happened, but she wants to make sure that it all fits together. Gotcha. Well, the detective keeps trying, but Arias does not say a lot. She spends most of her time crying or playing with her hair. She then, again, goes in for a small dig at Travis. Do you know that Travis was no jerk sometimes? He really about me. So she goes from saying he wants to marry her to he beat me to he only saw her, saw the good in me. Yeah, I mean, she's just trying to manipulate the story. And, you know, everyone would have just answered that quite quickly. Was he pleased to see you? Most people would, without even thinking, go, yeah. And that would have been the trap. She's very clever to not answer any of these questions instantly. She waits and she does the, the... 
the big drama now because she was told that she was cold. So now she's crying with every answer to make it look like that. She's now warm and she's hurting and she's in pain, you know, but it's just trying to manipulate how it's, it's going. So she, she is now trying to deflect that this was an intense relationship because they're now going to this, you know, that she's the psycho stalker and she knows that's where it's heading. So she's now going the opposite way. You know, it, um, I was always happy to, to see him and he was always happy to see me, but, you know, that's all it was and we were friends. That's it. You know, there was other people as well in his life. She's taking those steps back because she doesn't want him to be this central figure because she is getting fatigued by this. Yes, and uh, but we know there are explicit photos of her um, that he took of her, so they they were more than just friends. Yeah, um, yeah, but they they weren't together at, at this no. point. But um, but you know, this was a booty call, and she, she will actually go in, into this in more detail later, not as a confession, but 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 as just part of this narrative. But she keeps bouncing around, and so now every word is 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 streaked with tears, and and mm. she's you know sobbing, and she's flicking her hair around, which proves that she's not focused on what she's doing. She's focused on her playing her part, which is so fake. It's the reason that she continues to play with her hair and everything because she's like, oh, I have to make sure the hair's out of my face so she can see my tears. <laughs> well, Blaney actually goes back to that request to see the photos. How is seeing those pictures again going to help you? I just thought maybe it would help me piece a few things together. What is it that you're trying to piece together? Um, I don't know. There's, there's also a bit of morbid curiosity, I think. You took a nice picture of him. He would never let me take pictures of him in a shower. He was, you know, despite our intimacy, he was really private about his showers. You know, like he had a room. I don't think you've seen the room, but it was here. There's double doors here leading into the room, walk-in closet here, and a hallway, sort of short hall here that went this way. And there was a bathtub here, a shower here, and the bathroom here, full enclosure. And so if he was taking a shower, you couldn't see if you were in the bedroom unless you walked down the hall. And I never went in the bathroom when he would shower because he was just private about it. <laughs> you know, it's not like we were a married couple ever. We had a time when we did something, and then after that it was, you know, we weren't a couple, so. Are you saying that those pictures were taken without his consent? I'm just saying that whoever took those pictures must have... I mean, it's hard to imagine because I got pictures of him once shaving and that he was already weird about that. Well, Jody, when you say things like that, it's obvious to me that you don't want to do the right thing for the family. You don't want to um, unburden yourself. You don't want to give them closure. Um, and you're jerking my chain because there's no doubt, and I've already told you, there's no doubt in my mind or anybody else's mind 
that you were responsible for his death. And I don't appreciate my chain being jerked. I don't appreciate you thinking that I'm some sort of fool. Well, the detective said he has pictures of me. Mm -hmm. I've seen those pictures. They were taken the same day. Well, certainly not the same time. Within the same time frame. Amanda, just when you think the detective is going to get a confession, her eyes pulls back and lies once again. Yeah, but it's interesting, and and I suggest everyone go back to, to play this recording. Uh, Blaney asks her, "Does she want to? Like, why does she want to say the photos?" And she answers instantly with, "I want to work out the time frame or, or whatever she said." But she said it so quickly, and that was a truth. Mm. Then when she goes and asks the question again, you know, because I know you took those photos that day, it takes her several seconds to answer. So it's interesting in there there was a truth and then there was the obvious lies behind it. So it's worth playing that part again just to see the difference in her cadence, the difference in how she um, comes across, the the difference in the emotion in, in her voice purely because of her lies and her, her truths during all of that, you know. But but she she is in a heightened sense of nervousness because she, she knows they're getting close. And now Blaney, who, who was going softly, softly, has now put that pressure on to, you know, I know what, what Flores told you, I know what he has because Flores is, is from... I'm going to say Arizona and I'm probably wrong. And um, Blaney is from the county where she's been arrested. So they aren't partners. They aren't together in this. But they're actually playing it very well as as partners in, in this because she, uh, uh, Blaney has left a couple of times to actually speak to Flores on, on the phone and stuff to say, what, what do I do next? You know, what else is there? Because she doesn't have all of the information that Flores has because Flores has been chasing this case since day one. But um, she is still trying to, to get a rise to, to come to a, a more gentler confession, but she just is not going to go there. And so she has to keep trying to um, create this mourning grief of an ex-girlfriend rather than being the heinous criminal that they are. But, you know, Blaney's just going to keep trying. Well, again, for 15 minutes, Blaney tries to get her to confess, but she refuses, even saying she won't speak without lawyers in the room. But then she again, out of nowhere asks for the photos once more. Yesterday, Detective Flores asked me if I wanted to see those pictures, and I told him no. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's going to help you? I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what. Let me um, check and uh, see if we can get you some pictures to look at. And a whole binder of stuff. Maybe they're all pictures. I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of pictures. I'll be right back. So, Blaney leaves but comes back and says Floris has the photos and isn't at the station at the moment. But whilst Blaney was gone... We saw a more animated Jodie Amanda. 
Yes, and this keeps happening every time they leave the room. She thinks that that, that she's free and no one is watching, but she is. And, and, and this time she, she gets up and there's a whole sack of rubbish around the room, so, so she picks it up and chucks it in, into the bin. Then she sits back down. Then she gets up and she, she, she gets the paper back out of the bin and goes through it, then puts it back in, and then she's running around the room almost and she's standing on the chair getting down moving around and everything this is because she is trying to sit on a huge adrenaline surge so her body Ah. wants her to leave her body's like get out of here you're in trouble you're in trouble you're in trouble you're in trouble but she knows that she has to stay and play this game so when they leave because she is such a flighty person anyway, because we've seen with her saying that she goes on road trips and all of this all the time, and that's her, her natural instinct, she actually, at the end of, of, of the previous interview, got up and did a handstand against the wall several times. Like, she is that flighty, and she knows that she needs to get that adrenaline to, to settle again so then she can continue with the tears and the grief. But she is just so focused on 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 that path that she doesn't realize that um by jumping around and everything it it, it may stop the adrenaline but it's not helping her her clarity because her brain is still going to be in that fight or or flight experience Mm. well after blaney returns she reminds arias that they cannot sit there all day saying nothing and it actually pushes arias to speak and i don't i don't know what it is that's going on inside your head right now i don't know whether you're weighing the odds um you know, trying to figure out how you can save your own skin here. Um, not interested in saving my own skin. Then, then what are you interested in? Um, well, I am definitely interested in, in giving his family closure. I'm also interested in maybe a little bit of closure for myself. I got a flat tire on the way to his funeral and was not able to go. Um, I was in weed and my flight was in Sacramento and it was early, early in the morning so there were no tire places open when I missed my flight. And even if I had driven as fast as I could get there and didn't get pulled over, I still would have made it on time for a Don't you think that it's going to make just a little bit of difference inside yourself as far as that closure goes if you know that the family at least has something? Yeah, if anyone deserves closure anyway, it's them, not me. But I think that's kind of why I wanted to um, see those pictures. I don't know if that will help or not. I don't see how it would help. I think it would, um, you know, if anything, make you more upset. I mean, you know what happened. You know how it transpired. You know the end result and what the end result looked like. Maybe it'll help me process, I don't know. You can at least, until you get to the point of, you know, you're processing, um, you know, the pictures and so forth, you can at least talk about the good things that happened that day and what your intentions were. You know, maybe you can't bear to talk about the actual act itself, but you can at least talk about the events that led up to it. Happy or sad, there had to have been some happy because I saw all of those photos. She won't give up about seeing these photos. 
No, she won't. And and it's not about the sex pics or the one of Travis in in the shower because it's the accidental photos that she wants to see. But she can't say, oh, just show me those because that sort of shows that they're curious for her to respond to those. But she says, no, I want to see them all, you know, because there's photos of, of me and I was naked and, you know, I, I don't want them out there and everything. But it's about her memory loss in this timeline that she has no idea that this happened. And even if she did, even had she, she seen the pics on the camera and thought that by tossing it in, in, into the washing machine it would fix it, um, she has this issue now because they have the evidence it's not like they're going in and and they're trying to call her bluff and say you know oh we think it's you and hoping that she will confess they know it's her and that's the issue here and so she's trying to maneuver around this so that she can find a reason to say oh these photos you know because it was in the bottom of my handbag or something She, she she wants to find just some little piece of evidence in, in this that she can see that they aren't seeing and she, she, it's just not going to happen until she sees it. So her mind is playing it over and over and over and over purely because she knows there's sex pics and she knows that there's the shower pics. These accidental pictures caught her by surprise and so she needs to see how that will fit and and it's that's where she's caught and so they have a very easy solution to that, and that is to show her the photos. But they don't want to do that because she may come up with an excuse for them that may throw their whole case out. So so they've, they've played their hand. It didn't work. She's asking them to play the same hand again, and they know that they really can't because she may find something that might say, you know, they, they're definitely not my pants. You know, something could happen so that they're not going to show it to her and purely because they shouldn't think that she's just being the evil psycho that they believe mm. her, her to be. Well, when Blaney puts the hard word on Araya, she decides she wants to talk to Flores and not her. Flores enters the room after Arias had gone for a bathroom break. Her decision for wanting Flores and not Blaney was because Flores had a rapport with the Alexander family. As soon as he comes in, Arias opens up and starts talking. Well, Rachel called me and told me that you wanted to talk to me. I was just on the phone with uh, Travis's sister, and I told her I just to Smith. What'd she say? She has a million and one questions. More questions now than she had before. And I don't have anything to give her. Part of it because I can't give certain information yet, but... The other bit is because I don't have a lot of information. I need more information. Are you doing okay? It doesn't matter how I'm doing. It does to me. Thank you, but it doesn't matter. I've always been completely honest with you and I wish that, that you could be honest with me. What matters is how his family is doing. And of course I care about how my family is doing, just because I'm the person here that, that everyone thinks is the bad guy. It doesn't mean that my family had anything to do with anything. And it doesn't mean that they were responsible for anything or that they should suffer at all. And it's, 
and of course I feel his family, you know, I don't know them as well, or I don't even know them at all, except for his grandmother. Yeah. You know, I've been, I told you yesterday, I've been doing this for a long time, and, and you're absolutely right. You know, the, the person's family who, who was hurt, they're obviously hurting, but there's a second family that hurts as well. And in this case, it's your family. Your brothers, your sister. Your mom and your dad. so much easier for me. Not that I deserve to have it easy, but... I don't think you're ever gonna be able to take that away from them. I think they're always gonna hurt. Now, the only thing that can solve that is time. said something about uh, you wanting to see some photos, but I, I don't think I can show you any, any more photos. Why not? Not just, I don't like doing that because something might happen to you. You, you might, first off, it, it's not something I do. The reason I asked was because of I just feel like it might help me piece some things together. Um, and this is a more of a selfish reason. I think it might give me some sense of closure. I know it's kind of morbid. I don't even think I really deserve closure. His family does, but I wasn't able to attend his funeral. And it's just, I don't know, that's just why, mostly. What is it you want to know about the photos? Do you want to see the room? Do you want to see the bathroom? Or do you want to see him? Or is it the photos before it happened that you want to see? I think the photos of after everything. I, I won't show you those. I, I won't, I'm not in good conscience. I, I, I can't do that. Are there, is there any that you can? No. I can't do that. So ones that before, I mean, I've seen plenty of those kinds of photos. If you want, I can describe stuff for you. Because I was there. And those photos will never leave my head. I'm sure they'll never leave yours either. And one thing you got to remember is that by the time he was found, 
the images that you saw were different than the ones that I saw. Things change over time. His body changes after time. We had a difficult time identifying who he was by the time we got there. He wasn't the same person. So that's why I don't want to show you photos. What about photos of just the room with him not in it? I don't know. I don't have him with me here, but you know, as soon as I get a hold of him, another detective has him right now. There's so much to go through here. Firstly, the conversation is so different as soon as Flores arrives. Why is that? Well, um, she thinks that she has female charm and it will be something that becomes evident in the court case as well, which we're not actually going to cover. But she starts to flick her hair around and, and sort of flirt with him a bit. She actually sits closer to him than she had to Blaney. So um, she, she prefers male company over female company and a lot of people are like that, you know, and, and she feels that by talking to Flores there is that closer emotional link to Travers. So she knows that he basically knows him as much as she does now because he ha has been so invested in, in the case. But, you know, it, it just shows like when she, when he came in and said that he'd just been speaking to one of the sisters, she asked which sister, like she needed to sort of put herself into that situation as mm -hmm. if she was talking to, her, to the sister. And this is what she's going to do. They, they thought the female... Um, detective was going to be the better option but we can see instantly that that was not what needed to happen and had Flores kept continued on from his previous days in interviews this may have been over by now but it's or going to take unless, a lot more time. Unless she needed to see um, the uh, female detective to know that she had it better with Flores. Well, well, there's that too, you know, because because you weigh up your options and they come in playing good cop, bad cop, and she mm. played good cop, but it didn't work, you know. And, and I mean, it's, it's, it's like when people go and seek help from a psychologist or a psychiatrist, the first person you meet may not be the best person for you, but then yeah. when you go and see several others, you might go, no, actually the first person was the best. And that's what exactly, as you said, that's exactly what she, she's done here. She, she was happy to, to try, but she shut down to blaming very, very quickly. Yeah. Secondly, she wants to see the crime scene pics. Is this about seeing her handiwork? Uh, I, as I said before, I think it's more about getting her ducks in a row. It's about her trying to find a reason to explain them away. She wants to say to them, ha-ha, your only evidence you have, I can prove is wrong. Right. You know? Well, he can... Yeah, yeah, I get you. So he continues with the same line of questioning. He is getting closer. Also, a recorder is beeping and, and she's getting distracted by it. What is it you can tell me about that day? It's early now, Something's kind of blurry. Was he expecting you to show up that day? He wanted me to come. You didn't want to. Why did you decide to go with him?
I didn't really. I was going to Utah. she want to know who he spoke to? Because this is about her, one, testing him and two, trying to inject herself into the family again. You know, so so she wants him to slip up. She wants him to say, oh, I spoke to his his parents. Now, um, Travis didn't have parents and, and he, he lived with his grandmother, you know, but but she sort of puts that in there just to sort of test him to see if if they are on, on the same page. But, you know, he's he's naming these people because he wants her to feel guilt these people mm. are now left without Travers. These people now need to cope and move on because of what she has done. But at the same time, she's going the opposite and she's making him be alive by wanting to hear about what he said to the family. She's she's doing the opposite basically to, to what Flores is doing. You know, and, and he and he knows that's what she's doing, but he's just not caring. He's like, I'm over this, you know, go to psycho basically. <laughs> well, his interview style is short, questions and brief. And Arias responds to this much better than Blaney's style. Is there something that you want me to tell them? The things that keep coming to my mind wouldn't help them at all, wouldn't comfort them. It wouldn't just be cliched, meaningless words. I'll let you decide what to say. And I'll relay it exactly how you want me to. Um, I have an unrelated question real quick. Sure. And it's not, I mean, Detective Blady said that, that she doesn't like me asking them because she makes me look like I'm concerned about trivial things, but I'm only asking because it concerns other people that I care about. And it's understandable. I just, if I could just know so I could tell them if I ever talk to them again or relay a message or call them. Um, on last Friday, I had a wedding and. Just the camera? Yeah. And the only 
place that those photos are are on my external drive and on the camera card. And It'll be a while before we get those back. Okay, but if they can just get to the right person, because that's the only thing they have for their buddy. I'll be absolutely positive to, to give those to the right people. I was going to edit them and make them look really nice, but he's... You, you know, can they, can, they can probably take them and edit the pictures, but who are those two people oh, those pictures belong to? Um, Brian Neiman okay. is his name. All right. Yeah, talking to your mom, uh, I, I think she mentioned something about that. And also, on my external drive as well, maybe my computer and hard drive too, there were pictures of my little sister and I. And for whatever reason, she's in some kind of rehab program right now. New photos? Yeah. Well, pretty recent ones that she had of her prom night and, and of her and I that we were just goofing off. So they're her and I together. And, and my mom was going to send those, and also my little brother, she was going to send some of those. And, and even if she doesn't send them, she wants them. So, I mean, they, I kind of took them for her. And so they sort of watched yeah, I mean, you're worried about other people right now. And, and but my, you also need to understand that these people, right now, that stuff is not important to them. So, I mean, that's, that's well, good of you. I mean, I you're mean, thinking of them, but they're not thinking about pictures. They're not thinking about stuff like that. Well, they're know, worried about you. Eventually, they're going to want those. I know they would want those. And did you also take my journals? Yes. All three of them? All of them. Are you going to keep that forever? No. I'd like to return them to you someday. I just, um, well, I'm probably not going to get anything back ever, but I know that my mom made a mention of saying that she likes the way I write and she's always wanting to know my business. So, I mean, that was something you want to want me to get to her? Um, I wouldn't mind if you did. I, I, it's something I wouldn't want her to read otherwise, but in this circumstance, I think she deserves to have every piece of me that she can because. She's not getting any more. You're still here with us. Not going anywhere. I'm going somewhere. <laughs> not anytime soon. She does go on tangents here. Yeah, and it's almost word for word for what she said before when she was talking to Blaney, but now she's doing it with emotion because, remember, Floris called her cold. So now she's trying to do the self-importance about the wedding photos and things so like that. So this is all fake, is it? Yeah, absolutely, 100% fake. But but what she, she, she's doing without realising it is that she knows that her life is ending. You know, it, she's she's trying to take stock and, and sort out those weird things that she thinks are important just to show that, you know, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm about to lay down on my sword because I'm innocent but I'm going to take the rap for this and, and so these people need, need to know that though I had done these wonderful things for them, they need to make sure they have them. My mum wants to know about my life or give her my diaries, you know. She thinks that she's basically Anne Frank here. She's like, she, she, <laughs> you know, it's funny but it's not funny. But, you know, like, like, like she's, she's really trying to make herself so important, not that she is a heinous killer, you know. And, and while she, she, she's talking here, she's... She's actually got her feet up on, on the chair. She, she's got her knees under her chin. She is sitting in such a fetal position. She's sort of trying to self-soothe self 
soothe herself, yep. but yep. she's she's doing it without comfort. She's just trying to get Flores to back off. Well, she continues with the self-pitying. Because certain things you're not going to be able to do anymore. Like hugging with you. No, you'll be able to. Only come visit. It's like behind a glass, you know? No, it's not. It isn't mm-hmm. here? No, in Arizona. And they're not going to come to Arizona. I guarantee you they'll come to Arizona and see you. When I moved away, they never came to see me. I was up for 10 years. From my understanding, some of that was because because of you. I had a house with a free bedroom and a bed and a pool and everything you could want, and they never came to visit me once. It's my first home. I'm sorry, this is all stupid and it's irrelevant. I'm just saying they're not going to come to Arizona, and they should have to come to Arizona. And I don't think I want them to anyway. So, yeah, when you say there are certain things that I won't do anymore, I know that's really sinking in quite a bit. You don't think your sister and your brothers will come visit you? Yeah, I'm sure they would. Of course they will. You don't think your mom will come visit you? She will. What do you think is worrying about you more right now? I think your mom and dad are worried more than anything. I know my dad went to the hospital yesterday because he was having a bad attack. And he gets these things where they just can't get his heart rate down. And it's not, I mean, I haven't really been the cause of any of that prior. It's just happened. But yesterday I have everything to do with it. It doesn't even matter. I mean, he's had a long life. Everything, you, every breath he takes right now is because modern technology so it's a lot of a lot of time but I'm so sorry for Travis's family. You know, I, I, I know you talk about this all being self pitying and, and I'm I'm sure it is. But is there also a realization here that it's over? You know, is this the point where it's going through in her head? They've got the evidence. They're not believing any of the shit I'm telling them. And she's reflecting a little bit? Yes and no. She is, and 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 like we said before, this is about her taking stock. This is her doing her goodbyes. Make sure this person gets this. She's basically doing a will. So so she's sort of saying, you know, my inheritance goes to my children. You know, that, that, that sort of scenario she's playing yeah. with these wedding photos and stuff like that. But at the same time, she wants the self-pity because she's saying, oh, you know, I, I had a house and for 10 years no one come to visit me, so why would they come to Arizona to see me? This is exactly the same thing. She's like, I'm I'm a victim here. I'm I'm going to be separated from my family. How dare you do this to me? Like, and, and but he- I didn't take it that way. I just took it that she doesn't believe that she is loved and that the mum, if she wouldn't come to the other place, why is she going to come to Arizona when I'm in the jail? I, you know... She's bargaining. Uh, she's she's starting to bargain. This is her. She wants to see if if Flores will say, "Well, how about we see if we can put you closer to home." This is her trying to see. Do you think it's that yeah. manipulative? Oh my god, yes. Oh my god, absolutely. Why couldn't she just be self-reflecting? You know, like why? You know, like she's is is it not possible she's just scared and thinking, 
Jesus, I'm going to be in Arizona and no one is actually going to come and visit me. It's not like I'm around the corner from them. No, because she's already making deals to appear on, you know, Dr. Phil and stuff. So, you know, she's, <laughs> she's, she's not going to go away quietly and she's going to play this to its fullest extent, especially once it gets to, to court. She is playing the victim. She thinks that regardless of what happened, she's not going to confess. She didn't do this and she's getting frustrated that they don't listen to her. So she's going to have to fall on her, her sword and take this for the real killers. Well... Flores wants to get this back on track and he actually asks her again what she would say to Travis's family. What is it you want to say? I will call her as soon as I'm done talking to you. Um, one thing you could say, and this has nothing to do with his death, but it's something they may want to see, um, Two nights ago, it took me five and a half hours, but I posted a 45-minute video on YouTube of him doing a training in San Bernardino. Um, Where did you post that? On YouTube. If you go to YouTube, it, it takes some time, a couple hours to actually get it up. And, you know, once it's processed, they have to go through some processing thing. But if you type in Travis Alexander space dash space uh, systems training, systems Um, that's an interesting twist, Amanda. Yeah, but she's just big noting herself. Oh, it took me five hours to do that. And then once you put it on YouTube, it takes forever for it to be loaded and, and, and done through their system and everything. I've actually watched it. It's quite interesting because we actually get to see Travers um, alive, basically. But, um, well, not basically. He is alive in, in that. But it's not about this is a good remembrance for the family. This is about I spent five hours doing this after he's dead. I did this, you know, and I posted this. This is her posting a tribute. You know, this is not about her, you know, putting up flowers and things like that. This is 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 what she's trying to do. Like she said before, you know, I want closure because I had a flat tire and didn't make it to the funeral. You that know? never rang true to me. That just <laughs> rang that she's got the guilt of killing someone, so she's using the flat tire excuse yeah. as a reason for not going. That didn't even wash no. that didn't even come close to washing with me. No, exactly. 
Exactly. And this is what she does. She she has a, an excuse for everything and a reason to turn the focus back on her. And and this is what's happened. She probably found out that, that you know, Travis went to her the shower and was SMSing someone on the way and she spotted it. You know, it could be anything like this and we never get this final motive for what sent her over the edge. But she will keep making sure that she is the centre of, of attention and the fact that he's dead is almost immaterial to her because she she is being hard done by, by these tough police officers that will not believe her innocence. Interesting you say that there was something that sent her over the edge. I've never believed that. I think this was premeditated. But, look, Flores continues to ask Arias about that day, but she covers her face and doesn't answer. But then she does. Look at me. Please, they want to know. Was somebody else there with you? speeds up the process in Arizona. Like the trial and all that jazz? Yeah. Do you want to put your family through a trial? That's another question you have to ask yourself. Can I do it all without a trial or does there have to be a trial? It's something that you can discuss with the prosecutor. Huh. And I'm on the phone with him pretty much every day, giving him updates. What's his name? His name is Juan Martinez. And he is the number one prosecutor in Phoenix. Well, at least in my book, he is. He's Phoenix part of Marco. Yes. I should just get a lawyer first. That's completely up to you. I know that you can't stay here forever and you need to go back. If I get one, will you be able to still talk to me afterward or does it, everything stop or what? I'll tell you exactly what a lawyer's going to tell you to do. He's going to say, nope. Nope on what? No more contact. She had her chance. You had your chance to talk to her. Over. Well, I mean, I just would want his advice, and it doesn't necessarily yeah. mean that he, um, that I'm going to take his advice, nor does it mean that 
you know, that's completely up to you. Sitting in a cell somewhere, not saying anything is going to happen. I can't advise you either way. But what I can advise you on is the truth. So she's basically admitted she did it here, but she's just trying to get the best possible advantage for herself, but at, but not outrightly saying that she did it. But we can tell by this that, yes, she did it. Yeah, well, I mean, she she's talking about lawyers now and, and the fact that she's saying, yeah, but just because I want one doesn't mean I'm going to listen to what they say. I mean, I, I, was, I was watching some YouTube clips the other day and there was one about a lawyer who says, do not talk to anybody if... If you're asked by the, the taxation department, if you're asked by a police officer, if you're uh, arrested for a speeding ticket, you are to not say anything. So the fact that she wants a lawyer, um, Flores knows that he will just, or, or she, will, 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 cut the tri- will cut the questioning and won't go. It will not go mm. anywhere. You know, so, so she has said that. She hasn't specifically said, I'm not going to speak to you until I speak to a lawyer. So she's just putting it out there just to see what it happens. It means that she's now in the bargaining part of of, of But this. still wanting contact with Flores. That was an interesting aside to me. Like, she didn't seem to want to go down that path if she'd lost contact with Flores. Yeah. You know, she was like, do I still get to talk to you? Because he is the closest thing to the family without being the family. So if if... If it was Blaney who said, you know, I know the brothers, I know the grandmother, I know the aunts, the uncles, the cousins and everything, she would have attached herself to Blaney. But she knows that Flores is her one conduit with the outside world and though he wants her to tell the truth, she wants to almost use him as as a comforter, you know, that mm. that that he's the thing that is currently protecting her from everything else. So yeah. she she has built a trust with him and he's been honest. He hasn't bullshitted her at all. And and he's even said, look, I can't tell you, but I can tell you that the lawyer will tell you it's done, it's over, you know. And so he's saying, well, if you want that comfort of being with me and and I'm the person that you, you want to tell this to, now's the time. Well, next week it begins. He starts to nudge her along. We start to get there. And there is a fascinating clip that is the very first clip that you will hear. It is 10 minutes long, the first clip you're going to hear next week. And it is the final episode of Jody Arias, but you simply must listen to it. So, Amanda, this is where we're going to leave it this week. But next week, we, as I said, we start with a 10-minute clip that you must hear. Oh, it is. Yeah, as I said, I have goosebumps again just, just, just thinking about what we're doing next. I can't wait. Well, thank you very much for being part of Monsters Who Murder Serial Killer Confessions. We will see you next week. Thank you, Amanda. Thanks, Robert. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 